sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to a new edition of Around the Hearn. I hope that you are staying safe and staying sane and playing some video games and uh, spending some time with family and ways just uh, trying to make the days go by at times. The end of the rainbow isn't that far out of sight because the edict from the governor the last couple of weeks has been May 1st, and that has been uh, kind of a a spot that a lot of people have been looking forward to because, well, there might be baseball at the end of the rainbow. It's kind of stuck on Wizard of Oz right now. It's on TV. But uh, the big thing coming out from the OHSA about if May 1st ends up being the date that the governor and the – health people are cool with everything returning to quote-unquote normal that baseball will start it'll end in late june possibly in akron that uh kind of goes on availability of stadiums things that are way above my pay grade but uh you'll hear from eric fishball the head coach of lincoln views baseball program and about what he thinks about the possibility of the season being played and what a shortened season means it would be an oddity. There would be just uh, about a week between the time that the season would start May the 9th and the tournament draw on the 17th. Games would be played until a couple of days before the start of July, so there would at least be an opportunity to uh, get those games in, what that looks like, and what a uh, tournament draw would be. Your guess is better than mine. I asked a handful of coaches about this week. If you have a uh, tournament, what does your league look like? What does your schedule look like? Do you just say you start on the ninth? Do you start on the ninth with what your schedule had been before? Or do you not try to lose a month worth of games through the month of April and try to reschedule to put your league into into play? And what does that mean? Do you chase a league title, which you have a one in seven, one in eight, one in nine, ten chance, whatever you have in your league? Or do you put all your horses on one in the state title in the the oddity that is this year? And, you know, a lot of coaches look at it and kind of say, well, that's that's a good question. It depends on what kind of arms you have and what kind of depth you have on your team. But it's fascinating to ask uh, coaches, kind of they're easier to get those answers off the record, but to ask them about that kind of stuff. And, you know, a lot will say we're waiting on our ADs to meet and what that means. And I, I just hope now that, you've been given a little bit of light in terms of the spring season that with baseball, softball, track and field, and lacrosse, that it happens because I would hate to see it end up like the winter where the kids are are waiting, 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 getting to that date, getting hype, and then nothing happens. Just, uh, I, I would hate that for anybody, you know, for that to happen, but I'm glad that things are taking measures and the governor of Ohio is being uh, proactive and everybody's sort of following his lead on exactly what's happening. Not a ton of uh, things going on. A little bit more sports news, I think, this week, waiting later in the week to record this than there was earlier. Tell you about that here in a second. But I love today's guest. Talk about Eric Fishball is on it today, talking about Lincoln View Baseball and what the state of flux for the season is as well. And if you didn't see on Twitter, big News in the OG community, as uh, the last, I forgot what he said, 15, almost 20 years now, that Doug Jenkins has been a part of the 106.3 broadcast for the OG Titans, for the boys especially, that uh, he 
is going to step away, and uh, he talks about why and his reasonings coming up here in a few as well. But kind of the the news around the area the last couple of days, Ryan Schrader has stepped down as the coach is at his, at his alma mater. He's got a lot of things going on from what I hear. Has always been a terrific dude to me, so thank you uh, to him for everything that he has done to help us out. Versailles senior Brooke Stonebreaker verbaled she's going to go play basketball at Northern Illinois University. And I just actually saw this one not that long ago on Twitter. Uh, shout out to Jason Geyser because he's who I saw had re, had it retweeted. Uh, Minster product and University of Dayton baseball pitcher Josh Nixon is going to transfer after losing his last, essentially year, the last quarter of his studies at UD and the last season at UD for baseball. He's going to transfer and play football at Ashland. was a terrific piece of the Wildcats football program, and he was there in high school. Uh, I hope he does well. That's a terrific opportunity for that young man. I've always been a fan of how he plays. North-South games come out. Uh, the boys came out this week. Josiah Fulcher from Lima Senior is going to play, or would have played, I should say now. Just force of habit to say would play or will play in the North game, you know, the one and two game. Ben Westrick from Ottawa Glendorf would have played in the D3, D4 game. Michael Stammen from Versailles as well in that game, and uh, Caitlin Elsesser from Liberty Benton was picked in that group as well, and just uh, a lot of talent from the area, obviously, on a display in those games, but unfortunately, it's not going to happen, and uh, I love the other big news. His dad tweeted it, because that's where I get my ex information from, is from Q. Uh, Xavier Simpson signed an agent, and whatever the NBA season looks like, which... Between that and the Major League Baseball season, again, who knows that uh, if it gets started, if the draft is in August or September, like it could possibly be before camp start and get going in October. Uh, X signed an agent, and he's going to uh, make a run at the NBA. Hope he does well. And uh, one of my favorite players covering high school. Love to see him do well at the next level. And that's, uh, that's the local news for this week. Coming up couple of uh, terrific interviews. Again, get your popcorn ready. Sit down and uh, have a bit. And uh, Doug Jenkins, now the former play-by-play guy for OG Boys Basketball, and Eric Fishball, the head coach at Lincoln View, coming up when I come back here on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah. And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Hi, this is Tom Brenneman with the Cincinnati Red, and you're listening to Michael Hearn. Looking at the uh, cancellation of the season, it forces kind of many different things to come about. Last week, a big announcement from this week's guest in Doug Jenkins. Doug, first of all, how are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, getting fat in the middle of stay at home. You get bored and then I eat. Right. I always say I have so <laughs> many projects that if I just had time to get them done, they would be done. <laughs> but now that I have time, it's just what's in the fridge? That's yeah. I'm running into a little bit of that, or that, or I graze. I'll, I'll go to work on something like, ah, I think we have ice cream sandwiches. I should check that situation out. 
Right. I don't know if we do, but I should go find out. <laughs> yeah. Better go take stock of that. And that's, that's kind of where I am. I had a friend immediately uh, get hung up on the other day because he was bragging about how he's lost weight while this was going on. And I just <laughs> thought, you know, it's those memes where it's that's the negativity you don't need in your life. I, <laughs> that's, uh, you know what? Props to him because I, I know that the treadmills in the basement waiting on me, but there are other things. Right, I thought I mean, mine's in my office. In the house. <laughs> like that makes it even worse. It's like, should I go to my office of work? I mean, all right, but it it is fascinating to see, you know, kind of as this has gone on, how different people have dealt with what's going on. It's I tell you what, it's case by case with everybody right now. I think you know, I'll credit my kids. I think they've handled it way better than I thought they would. They're probably handling it better than I. And I'm handling it at this point. I, you know, I'm just going to watching them play their games and everything else. And just like I think a lot of parents do, but they're handling it okay. Of course, having the access, you know, if this happened back in the day when we were in school or something, it's not like we could play Tecmo Bowl against each other on the internet or something. So, or even uh, talk the, to one another. Exactly. So uh, the fact that they can still play NBA 2K against each other, I think, helping them out a little bit. Well, and it's funny, too, because looking at your background, it's a little bit different for you because coming from a news and a sports background, you're you're kind of whammied in two ways because you're forced to look at it as, well, I don't have any sports, but you can sort of maybe keep it in a perspective of a person who covers news. Yeah, I, uh, I've been, uh, been thinking about that a lot lately if I'm still, uh, still working in, in the news industry. Uh, how much different my life would be at this point, just because it would be you know, all about coronavirus twenty four seven. And as much as I enjoyed my time with news, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I got to step aside before this one hit. Well, plus now you get to sleep in in the morning, right? That is absolutely a fact, and believe me, I've taken advantage of that throughout this entire ordeal. If there's one silver lining, it's that for the first time in my adult life, that my wife has had to get up before me. So. That's uh, that's a change in role. I can't imagine that's a fact that you remind her of at any point, right? Oh no, no! Every time when we set the alarm, I'm like, "What time are you getting up?" She'll be like six thirty. Ah, you just wake me up after you get out of shower. I'll be good. <laughs> that's that makes you a real popular person in your house, I'm sure. <laughs> you know what? Uh, four weeks versus almost twenty years. Well, uh, I'll take the four weeks I've had of getting up after. See, you say that, but she's going to say it. it feels like 20 years after the four Oh, I'm weeks. sure, because I don't, you know, I don't drop it. Well, and it, <laughs> it's it's such a different kind of thing. You talk about changing in your life. The last couple of years has been really a big change with everything going on professionally for you. Yeah, it's, uh, I kind of got to a point, I don't know, one, one or two years ago where it wasn't that I was disliking what I was doing. I just kind of, from a position of what am I doing on a full-time basis? I, I was thinking if I want to switch careers and I think that I kind of do, I need to do it now. I'm almost 40, going to be 40 in a couple of months. And uh, if, if I'm changing careers, then like now's the time to do it. And then this chamber of commerce job at uh, Finlay and Hancock County just sort of fell in my lap right about the same time I was thinking about that. And I thought, well, opportunities like this don't just come along. And so it, was, it made a lot of sense. And, uh, certainly, certainly happy that I, I made the change. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was some adjustment. I went from, you know, on, on the air in the morning to the morning radio, man, since 2002 to, uh, 
suddenly getting to sleep in, like you said. So that's been uh, it's, it's been a, that's probably been the biggest benefit right there. Is I'm not in a sleep deficit anymore. My coffee consumption is way down. Uh, and for people who've known me for a long time, they they can uh, tell you that uh, I, I drink coffee all day, and I, I don't drink as much anymore. So that's probably a good thing, at least for heart health. It's true, and and I was just thinking too while you were talking about uh, 2K a couple of minutes ago. We'll get to this in a second, but I guess if you need a play-by-play or a sports outlet, you could always just annoy the kids <laughs> by just muting the game and calling it. I sit down there, yeah. I could I could do the play-by-play for them. Um, I, I could do like maybe I could do like what Joe Box been doing. I, I, people can send me clips of whatever they're doing in quarantine, and I could do some play-by-play for for that. Um, if I ever need to get a fist of it or something like that, I suppose I could do that. Here's why I don't play 2K though. I, I have rediscovered that I have an Xbox, but I never play 2K. I play Apex. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you know, at least you you understand your limits, I guess. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I've never been very good at video games, so no, I, I found a game where I embarrass myself the least. Well, you've got plenty of time to learn. Yeah, that's true. That's true. A bunch of the like a bunch of the dads in our neighborhood we like to hang out. Obviously, that's not happening right now. So we've commandeered Xboxes and Playstations from our kids, and that's that. We'll have a, a nightly round of uh, Apex or Rocket League or something. Well, and so it's funny it's, too because you know now you could just play online, but before yeah. you'd have to set like a control outside the window and watch one of your friends peer <laughs> in and play. You know, right, like, that's right. Not going to work. Yeah. No. So the. Uh, like the you know the king of the hill guys hanging out in the alley having a beer that's the move uh, <laughs> yep. online and uh, <laughs> for the PlayStation or the Xbox. That's the one great thing, and I remember I'm old enough now where I've always had a PlayStation, and they used to have uh, PlayStation Two had the big bulky. You had to plug in the phone line to the back. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, now it's you know, and you had to buy that separately because they're not going to give you that. I don't think people realize, you know, you could just go on your phone and play against each other now. You have it easy. Yeah. Quarantine. My brother and I had that. My brother and I had that for our PlayStation 2s back in the day so we could play Tiger Woods against each other. And then uh, once we finally all got it set up, I think it happened once. And then we never played against each other again. I think that's how most conversations with people our age kind of that goes. Yeah. Well, you did all it that work. It seemed like a really good idea. Yeah. Uh. Last week, you finally realize, or I guess you look at the timing, you have to give something up. What's uh, how's that go? What's what was making that announcement like? Yeah, uh, well, it was tough. Um, it's something that I I knew I, I knew it was going to be coming this year. Um, like I had probably thought mid to late in the football season, just getting the homework done before football games and everything you need to do to prep for games. Uh, you understand how it goes where there's just a lot of stuff that you have to do behind the scenes, that's not on the air and finding the time to do that was, was get difficult. And I was thinking, why, why is this, why is it taking so much time? I was like, Oh yeah, I used to do this at work and now I'm doing it in the evening. Um, so you know, I'd find a Starbucks or something during my kid's soccer practice and have to go duck in and do that rather than hang out help out if I could and I, I just kind of realized at that point that this is probably going to be it then then I didn't want to admit it to myself for a while and, but by by the time we got to close to Christmas it, and then I thought yeah okay this is you know I, I've had a good run these 15 years doing Ottawa Glendorf games uh, I'll make an announcement uh, after the first of the year and you know say something on the air social media that type of thing well 
Um, like I said in the video that it, there, there was, uh, you know, Prince Goza died really close to the beginning of the year, and I didn't want to say anything that weekend. Um, that didn't seem appropriate. So I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll wait a week or wait a week or two. And then in, in the interim, then, um, you know, the tragedy happened at Oliver Glandorf with, with Andy Shoemaker. And uh, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything at that point. I didn't want to try and draw any attention to myself or be perceived as trying to draw any attention to myself. But then, um, you know, when it got close to the end of the basketball season, wow, man, how do, what do I do? I want to, I want to say goodbye to everybody. I want to do this right and tell people, you know, what they, they meant. And then I thought, you know, this is probably close to the Wapak game. All right, well, I'll just, you know, when I find out the last game, I'll have told everybody by then that, you know, internally at the radio station, I'll talk to the coaches and to the, to the guys that I did the game with. And then I, then I can, you know, make the announcement on the air. And then, well, then uh, all the, the coronavirus stuff happened. And, and, well, we know how that ended. So, uh, wow, I didn't, I didn't even really get a chance to say goodbye properly. Um, so I just decided to sit down and record a video and my little work from home setup that I've been using the last three, four weeks or however long it's been. And, um, you know, the reaction has been, but the outpouring has been really nice. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's great to hear all, all the good comments and everything, but, you know, mostly I just wanted to, to properly say goodbye and how much doing all the Ottawa Glendorf games have meant to me over the years. How many takes did you do? Just one. Well, no, that's okay. That's not right. The, the take that you saw is the only one that went that long. I started one, and the dog started barking in the background, so I had to deal with that. And then I started another, and uh, then the dog started barking again, so finally I put her somewhere else. And then, uh, so when I finally actually got one take, or got to sit down and do it, I just did it in one. Did you kind of think maybe with the dog and with everything else that went on, maybe did you second guess at all? Maybe you're not meant to walk away. <laughs> No, no, uh, and I think, you know, my hope is certainly that we're back to normal when fall rolls around and football rolls around for sure. Um, and you know, it's going to be great. Uh, obviously I think that first Friday night of football for, for, uh, this year in 2020 is going to be, you know, really a moment in Ohio when it comes to just sports fans and how we, just how we gather in Ohio, just from a standpoint of what's normal. That's going to be huge, and I think that that would have been fun to do. But then, in the end, you're still committed to to the the entire football season, the entire basketball season. I'm going to, you know, the, my reasons for stepping down, as I mentioned, were my you know my kids are involved with a bunch of stuff and things that I want to be more involved in. And so, I was going to run into those same roadblocks that I was running into uh, during the football season this, this past year in 2019. So, I, I think. As, as cool as it would have been, you know, that moment, you have know, the national anthem, turn the lights and kick the football off. I think that's going to be huge. You know, eventually we're going to settle back into normal and, and I'm just going to be not doing it. I wouldn't have been doing it to a degree that I wanted to be doing it. Well, I always laugh because it's kind of a running joke between people who do football and basketball about, you know, I tell my wife in August, all right, cool. I'll see you in April. Right, right. I mean, that's. Uh, I think I've had the same conversation with my wife several times, and uh, yeah, just you know, Friday night, she's uh, she's got some friends to hang out with and everything, and, uh, and then usually there's maybe a little bit of a lull between football and, and basketball. And I get a little bit more of a lull sometimes than others, but I was only doing a lot of Landorf games. 
generally I don't pick up too many other games uh, elsewhere, at least beyond the OG season. So I might get one week or two weeks here and there between football and basketball. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's an every Friday night grind, and uh, I've, I've certainly enjoyed it. But uh, I'll probably enjoy being able to stop off work on a Friday after a long, hard week and enjoy a cold one, too. It'll make you an actual Ottawa or Glendorfin? I, I think that's the normal thing, right? Uh, football think, game doesn't kick off till seven. We got time. Exactly. I think uh, they can appreciate that. So, uh, but I'm certainly going to try not to be a stranger to, to the, the football stadium, Titan Stadium, or the Supreme Court. I'll definitely uh, catch some games when uh, when the schedule permits and everything. And, uh, I mean, you're there. You get a fix for that. The atmosphere has always been outstanding. I, you know, I don't think I can just fully never go to a game again. That would be weird. So I think I'll definitely be at uh, a game or two uh, here or there whenever I can. And I can hope that uh, necessitates a stop, carry it, or the bomb shelter beforehand. And that's what that's going to necessitate. <laughs> it just depends on the uh, the direction, which way the caravan's going. Exactly. But it is so cool, though, and you're probably one of the people that can most identify with this. I've said doing the boys and the girls over the years that people don't understand how it's it's a lifestyle in Ottawa and Glendorf because, uh, for instance, the, the Saturday afternoon in the districts where the boys played at Lima Senior, the girls played in Lexington that night. It yeah. quite literally was, and, and it was the year the girls, one of the years the girls went to state, Everybody get in the car. We're heading north, and, and it was yeah. it's so neat to see how they do that. You know, and I think it says a lot for the community that it's like it, the going to the girls' game wasn't like an afterthought or something like that. It was like there's, there's, there's basketball in March. Well, we're going, and then then you just get that huge output of support like that. And uh, I, it's always been something to see. You know, I think Titan fans have been fortunate over these last several years to be able to have the opportunity to make those trips where you're like, okay, well, we're going to be in Lima for one game. And I think, what was it, a couple of years ago, it was the reverse where the girls played in Lexington in the afternoon and the boys played in Lima that evening. And, mm-hmm. and that worked out well. And there was one year uh, the girls were in Columbus on a Saturday yeah. afternoon. The boys were in BG and it was still packed. I, I hit the back yeah. of that caravan and I think we might have might have done 85 the whole way. From Columbus I, to BG. Yeah. I uh, was very much paying attention to the live traffic maps on Waze that day to make sure that I didn't miss the boys' game that night. But, uh, but yeah, it's just it's very, very unique. And I don't, you know, those opportunities, they're not, not every school gets to do that. And uh, I, I think what makes it unique is that Ottawa Glendorf fans appreciate that. And know that not every school gets to do it. It'd be real easy to get spoiled, and perhaps there is some, you know, you can get spoiled with the, the amount of success they've had in the boys and girls program. But um, I, I do think there's an appreciation and, and a recognition of just how special it is to get those opportunities where the boys and the girls, you've got two teams playing in different locations on a, on a Saturday as, as spring is right around the corner. I mean, uh, it all, it almost feels like a spur rite of passage anymore there, but I think everybody really, really understands the uniqueness of that situation. I joked with Tyson and the assistant coaches at Bowling Green that the kind of the oddity of the way that game falls, you only have 
two, three hundred people in the the gym, it's almost like people were arriving late, and Ottawa Glendorf is so used to having more people <laughs> than that during the JV game. Yeah, uh, that that I think will forever go down. I mean, obviously, I'll remember it forever because it was my last game. But just in terms of you know, between sports and news over eighteen plus years or whatever, I've just been in some really odd broadcast situations and I don't know that's got to be up there I, you know my experience I mean even the least anticipated non-conference matchup of the year has more people of that you know on the road uh, so it was it was almost jarring um, and I almost thought it was like this is just me always trying to search for a story or some sort of some sort of hook for it but it felt kind of poetic that you know, for the seniors, if it had to be their last game, at least it was played in front of the people who probably bought them that Fisher Price hoop when they were three years old and uh, saw them take their first shots. They also got to see them take their last shots in that sort of family environment. So uh, maybe that's me just reaching out for some way to to find some sort of silver lining to the whole situation. But uh, that's kind of where my my thoughts gravitated to with that. It sure as heck didn't have any problem being loud, though, because I turned around no. at one point uh, during the run near the end of the first quarter, and I just happened to look back over my shoulder and thought, I counted how many people are back here, but I swear somebody let a bunch of other people into the building. You know, and I thought about that uh, when we were watching the, the game before that, and uh, I thought, man, it seems louder for as many people are in here, and then I got to thinking about it. Well, they they didn't build this place to be quiet. Like it's, it's supposed to amplify some, but I was like you, I thought all oh, day, this is going to be weird. All you're going to hear is like the basketball <laughs> dribbling and a bunch of the announcers on radio row there. And, uh, I mean, I think if you were listening away, it probably sounded like maybe a regular season basketball. Just the way the sound echoed in there. Yeah. That, and that was one of the things I listened to it back and I thought, wow, it's, uh, I, you know, I didn't have that where, uh, WrestleMania was in a, an empty building this weekend and you could hear on the replays, the announcers calling out moves from uh, across the gym, but I, right. we didn't have that. You know, it wasn't that same thing. It was, uh, all right, slam dunk. Well, I I'll stop talking cause no one can hear me right now. Yeah. It was just, yeah. I, I it, it ended up working out better than I thought it was going to. It was still really weird, but just the fact that there was the, that, the sound of the crowd being amplified. I'm like, okay, this feels a little bit more like, like it should. And I, I, actually, I think that helped put me at ease with the broadcast a little bit more and not be so self-conscious about, oh, God, these players are going to hear everything I'm saying. <laughs> I, I've had that happen where uh, players have inbounded in front of me and there's, I mean, you're talking about them. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. And it's usually, uh, it's, usually the girls, the Audeville or OG girls where in Columbus the last handful of years, they've turned and looked at me like, I, I'm just telling you, I can't say anything else. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. I'm sorry. You can hear me. Right. Uh, but, and it's cool though, because you know, you get to spend time with the kids, you get to learn the program, you get to see their parents. And in a lot of cases, if you're around long enough, you, uh, you go from maybe calling the parents or an uncle, down to that kid or that nephew or that niece. And you've been fortunate to be on the call for some pretty big games for OG. Oh, man. Uh, There have been just a laundry list of them. If I had had to think of all of them, I'd probably forget uh, a few. But, I mean, 
there have been some some memorable memorable games. Uh, people were asking me on Twitter after uh, I, I announced that I, I wasn't coming back next year what some of my favorites were. Oh man, what am I going to leave out here? I mean, I mean, top of mind would be certainly the 2013 state championship game for the boys. Uh, CJ Metzger just going off from the three point line. I still don't um, think he's missed. All right, geez, that was that was just unreal. I he's mean, got shots he that was, are still falling down in that gym. Well, the crazy thing is that they needed overtime against Ironton just to get to that game against for sales. But I mean, for people that have been around OG much longer than I have, they'll tell you like, every time they get down there, it's always the regional or it's always the uh, the state semifinal game that ends up being the harder contest. And that, that was true in I think 2004, and it certainly was in 2008 too uh, against Anna. Yep, and it's crazy how that works. I just, you know, sometimes matchups are what they are, but Ironton had OG dead to rights in 2013. Uh, and I still remember the bucket where uh, Matt Kaufman, I think I think he tied it up or perhaps put him ahead by one in regulation. I think it tied it up where, for whatever reason, Ironton over-pursued everybody, all the guards. They came out and safeguarded everybody tight, and Chewy just went around his defender, and there was nobody back outside. It was like, the seas parted and allowed him this layup to tie the game up, and uh, and that helped force the game to overtime. When they were down, I think at least nine at one point yep. that game. I remember right, not more. Steve Weiner pointing to me from where we were sitting down on the the end where he scored the basket, and he's just like, "Look, he's he just points at Chewy the whole time. He's like, just watch, and do 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 do. Oh, there's the basket. Just as yeah. easy as could be." I, I couldn't believe how they defended it, and it was, it was like they didn't know that he had the ability to go around him like that. But I mean, that's—I mean—that's another moment that I always remember, even though it's not—you know—they didn't—that didn't win a title per se. That—that's uh, a moment uh, among several moments that basketball season that that just added up to something that people will never forget. There have yeah, there have been so many, and I remember I was looking at it the other day because you know Facebook memories they show up. On those days, yeah. and uh, last week, last couple of weeks have been those those championship games. And I remember looking at that, and I, I looked at that Ironton game you were talking about, and just thinking all the games to get there. I mean, you had the battles with LCC all yep. those years. You have the Archbold battles, uh, Coldwater last year, despite that being a loss. I mean, that was a heck of a game, and it's just it's crazy to see how. And Tyson talks about this too. How last year's team sort of, they didn't talk about Coldwater, but they used it as a motivation amongst themselves, and, and he never felt he had to say anything about it of, all right, now, unfortunately, we don't get to end that the way we want this year. Yeah, I I remember talking to Tyson a little bit about that afterwards, too, and, and yeah, he said, uh, I just think that this team was, I don't want to say they're all business when they got on the floor because certainly they were having fun. And the way Tyson always described the basketball, this year's basketball team is probably about the loosest bunch of guys that he's had. But um, I got that. If, if you watched the 2008 team, and I think the 2013 team was similar in this aspect, it wasn't necessarily the offense that felt similar with this year's team, but the way that they just denied you the ball, they just made you work so hard with their defense. Um, I mean, that was the hallmark of the 08 team. Uh, I talked to, to all those guys for a podcast a couple of years ago, and we, we went at length about just how vicious that defense was and how relentless it was. And they just, teams didn't have the legs 
to keep up with them again. And that's, and I really started to see that same parallel with this year's team too, where it just, you didn't have, if you were going to mount a comeback, you, you didn't have the, the legs to, to see it all the way through in the fourth quarter. Uh, and nobody even came close to doing it, trying to mount a comeback. I mean, there was that five weird five point stalemate in the second quarter of the uh, Colonel Crawford game. Um, but, uh, and, but other than that, I mean, it was just complete dominance and mostly the defense leading that dominance, which was, uh, like I said, it reminded me a lot of that 08 team. When you uh, are able to sit and sort of, you know, do the scrapbook, look back at everything, where where is a place that you're glad you don't have to go anymore and a place that you're sad you don't have to go anymore? And you can't say Ottawa, obviously. Oh, man. Well, that one speaks okay. for itself. Um, I, well, I'm glad that we don't. You don't, you don't go... have to say the reason. Just to, just to no. you're happy you don't have to go anymore. No, that's all right. We used to go, and fortunately they dropped this game a few years ago, several years ago. We used to go, and I can't, why can't I think of this place that was uh, that was west of Cleveland, Cuyahoga Falls, maybe it's, I don't remember, somebody, somebody will point it out. But it was like every Christmas break, we would have like this two-and-a-half-hour trip to almost Cleveland. And this was, this was early when I was doing games. So we didn't have the, the you know the equipment that we have now that makes it so easy to just go and set up. Like you had to run run a phone line, or you'd have to run up a cell phone off a gym, which never sounds good. So uh, we had to run probably three hundred feet of phone line and tape it down so people didn't trip over it. You'd have to get there, and it was just an all day affair. Um, for and you're just it was. I wish I could remember the name of the school. So I'm glad that that, that trip fell off uh, the roadmap, but I try to think other weird locations that that we've done. Um, I remember back every, in everybody you, has those that they just don't work for yeah. whatever reason. Um, you know, so everybody picks on Salina, and I'm not going to do it. Like I kind of like that gym a little bit. Just I would if the, the, the other backboards weren't in the way of the scoreboard. I would be fine with it. Yeah, well, you know that. I, I'm happy I won't have to look around the, the backboards at Van Wert anymore. I'll go with that. Because <laughs> you can't true. read the scoreboard at Van Wert, even though that's a, a very nice facility. The sight lines for the scoreboard from the press box don't work. Uh, so there's that on the football side of things. They don't seem to take our um, requests. No. Is it Olmstead uh, Falls? Yes, Olmstead Falls. That's, that's exactly where it was. I had to go back and look at the old records. Yeah, it was, that's the one it was. Well, football, um, you know, I, I didn't do this. We didn't, uh, St. Mary's game was a home game this year, so we weren't at the new stadium. But uh, as much as Skip, Skip Bachman's another one was like, oh, this has got a lot of, a lot I, of character. I got that for home games, though, so you're not allowed yeah, to complain about that one. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you know all about that. But that was tight quarter. You know, fortunately, the way technology has gone over the last five years or so is I was really able to consolidate like a lot of the paperwork and everything that I would have just onto a laptop. And so a lot of the places where it was a harder setup became a little bit easier over the years. Um, let's see, place that I'll miss going. Uh, certainly def- defiance for football and basketball. Gorgeous. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't get much better than those two facilities. Um, you know, I always, you know, I, you know what I will miss the most is, OG Lima Senior on the road. 
especially when both teams are going strong because it's going to be pretty close to a sellout there. And it was like, like it was a sellout at the Supreme Court this year, and it was it was phenomenal. But then you pack in just a few more people at Lima Senior. It's a little bit more of a hostile road environment for OG, even though they bring the house too, and there's plenty of blue and gold. I think that was always one of my favorite games. Obviously, it was every other year. Um, that was good. Uh, and then I'll miss uh, the Finlay games too because it was close for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get, I get that <laughs> yeah. too. That's why I like sports yeah, games. The five-minute drive to uh, Finlay High School was, was pretty good. <laughs> I had that this year where I had, uh, I, I for the girls, I had like Kenton and Archbold. It was like a Tuesday, Thursday. And then my Friday game was at Spencerville. And I was like, man, that worked out perfectly. Uh, yeah. God yeah, bless my scheduler. Yeah. I was finally, was nice finally thinking on that week. Um, if you, uh, I mean, obviously you got to say something in, in your post, but anything kind of that you want to leave for, I guess, what co- whatever or whoever comes next? Is I, that, think I don't know what just, the plan is. I, You know, I mean, and I don't either. I'm not real privy to that, but I, I think whoever they get will, I think, understand the connection that uh, the, the community has to its sports team. Certainly they'll find, find someone who, who recognizes that. But I, I think the most important thing is to just make it your own. And I think that, you know, I, uh, I was, I was really fortunate when I came into it at 25 years old, I had some, some good people to learn from and, and Tom Walker and, and guys like that. Um, but there was never any pressure to like, well, you got to do it like Tom because I don't, I don't call games like Todd. Todd's phenomenal at how he does it, but Todd and I, you know, we just have different personalities and Todd and I get along great. And I think he brings his personality to the game, which is what makes him fun to listen to. But if I tried to be Todd, it was going to be really apparent that I was just trying to be Todd. (laughs) So just going in and and being able to be myself and, and uh, be accepted for that, I think made it great for me. And I think, yeah, I think as long as, the community can tell whoever's doing the play-by-play cares, you know, beyond, beyond the, Hey, this is uh you know, this is a nice job, but they care about the community and uh, kind of show that reverence for the community. I think they'll be just fine. I want to ask you before you go, I've been asking everybody this to try to, I guess, promote reading. What, uh, what is a book you're reading that you would recommend or just a book in general? There's been a lot of interesting answers to this question. I have, read uh, let's see i'm reading a book called left of boom right now um it is about a cia agent who infiltrated the uh, taliban and al-qaeda in afghanistan uh it's a pretty good read i'm about halfway through it right now um and then i've been trying to convince my son to read friday night lights um because they need stuff to do and he's he's limited on his scope of interest. So generally it needs to be about sports. So I'm trying to convince him, but that's my favorite book. Uh, and one of my favorite movies and also my all time favorite TV show. So it's got a lot of range. Um, that's what I've been spending most of my quarantine off time doing is rewatching the series Friday night Lights. Uh, and, um, but I, and I would recommend that too, but those are probably two books. I'd certainly recommend if, if you haven't read Friday night Lights. That's, uh, I think that's a must read for any sports fan. And it feels, uh, it's not, it's, it's not like a one for one of, of Ottawa Glendorf. It's, it's different type of community, but what sports mean in Odessa, Texas, 
um, I think there's some parallels to, to how they people feel about them uh, in Ottawa and Glendorf as well, and that, maybe that's one reason why I really enjoy the book. It's probably true. Uh, it's going to be odd in the fall and in the winter yeah. not not seeing you everywhere I go. It's it's going to be strange. It was a great run. Um, you know, I, I, the, the one memory that I, I didn't get to on my post or anything was, uh, I think probably the most surreal experience to me was in 20, was it 2016? Or it might have been 2015. Uh, Ottawa Glandorf played a football playoff game at Indian Lake. And that's where I'm from. Mm. And Indian Lake had never been in the playoffs. That was their first year ever in the playoffs. Uh, so to get to go to my alma mater's first high school football playoff game, uh, the, the head football coach was my JV basketball coach, uh, <laughs> who I get along with. He was one of my favorite coaches I ever had. Um, and to you know, get to interview him as, as a professional and then uh, catch some grief from my friends back home for, for wearing the blue and gold broadcast gear that night, uh, that, was, that was a great, great experience. It's certainly one that I won't forget. Um, and, you know, I, and I know that we focus a lot on, on basketball season just because that's kind of what's at the top of mind right now, but just a ton of great football memories, too. Uh, I mean, when I first started doing the OG games, they probably made the playoffs once every three years or so, and then they'd have a rebuild <laughs> season, and then they were close, and then the next year they'd make it. And then I think they made it the first eight years that I was uh, that I was doing play-by-play um, to the point where I started claiming credit for it anytime I talked to Shriner about it. <laughs> you know, since I've been here, you guys haven't missed the playoffs. So, you know, just want to let you know that. Um, so uh, he enjoyed busting my chops about that too. But um, the way the football team really became one of the more predominant programs in Northwest Ohio over those 15 years, um, I, I don't want to leave without mentioning that because that has been a lot of fun and uh, you know, I, I worked with two guys doing basketball, Butch Lombers and, and Tom Von Sausen, but I only worked with Roger doing, or Roger Snyder during football. And uh, Roger's, you know, he, he set me straight on uh, all things OG when I first got started. So he kind of showed me the way of the land. And I, I, I you know, if it hadn't been for Roger, I don't, you know, I, I can't say that I would have been as successful in the role as I was. So he, uh, he helped me out immensely. Well, I look forward to seeing you, uh, I would imagine it's in September this year when uh, OG comes to St. Mary's. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, a road game for them this year, isn't it? Yep. So, I don't know. I have to see what the kids are doing that weekend, but that might, I haven't been to the new stadium there, so I may have to make that a road trip. right down the street for you. I'm all right with that. <laughs> or my I'm personal favorite, with- JT's, is right down the street. Nice, nice. Now, uh, what you guys need is a Frickers if you want the OG business, because I know that OG fans love love Frickers. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't have any problem with that. Cool. I get paid the same either way. <laughs> I'm all right with it, but uh, thank you so much for doing this. Well, thanks, Mike. I appreciate you having me on. I uh, I would love to have you back on whenever you whenever we get a chance. I'll, uh, I, you know, once sports starts again, maybe I'll have something to do. Right now, I just all my smart aleck comments on Twitter have really nothing to do with anything but my cat being annoying. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a fun work environment. That's Doug Jenkins back with more after this. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? 
And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Because of the way things are this week, we get a chance to talk a little bit of baseball with Lincoln View coach Eric Fishpaw and I guess if you look at it, potentially some really good news. Yeah, um, OHSA came out with uh, a revised schedule, uh, spring sports schedule for you know baseball, softball, track, and lacrosse, and other sports like that. Um, so yeah, there is some hope. Uh, it would be um, kind of a variation of our season, um, but at this point, we would take anything that we could get. And it's kind of an oddity too, because the way that they put that together, it doesn't give you a lot of time from the time if they're able to say go to the time that you're able to start. Yeah, I thought the same thing too, you know, that May 4th uh, comeback date and then play games on May 9th, five days later. Um, That's a quick turnaround. Um, You know, we'll just have to assess our kids and um, make sure everybody's healthy and everybody's ready to go. And uh, when we get in the games on May 9th right away, we'll just have to – you know, just really keep an eye on those guys and know their limits and know their long toss capabilities. And, um, you know, and also just kind of what they've been doing on their own and during this quarantine. With social media and Zoom and everything like that, how much have you been able to sort of talk to your kids during this downtime? Um, so we did like a quote of the day thing when we were in practice and we had a quote rotation. And each day they knew which day it was. They had to come up with a quote. Um, it had to be handwritten. It could not be on their phones. That way they were prepared for practice. And then we started practice with the quote. Um, so then when we got disconnected, I was like, man, what's the way we can connect? And I was like, well, let's keep the quote rotation going just via, you know, uh, taking a video of yourself with a quote. Um, so we have a group chat. Uh, we have one kid post each day on um, on Twitter. And throughout that group chat, too, we, you know, we kind of communicate a little bit and, um, you know, now that the OHSA came out with that new statement about, you know, encouraging coaches to, you know, communicate virtually with their players and um, individual workout plays and stuff like that, we're probably going to take advantage of that more in the next couple weeks until we hopefully can get back to school. Going into them putting that out the other day, how are you getting through your time off? Uh, I'm spending a lot of time out in the landscaping. Mike's got me out there. Um, Monday All those projects Thursday, you said, hey, I've, I'll, I'll get to them one of these days? Yeah, now I'm getting to them because I'm stuck. <laughs> but um, in the evenings, we've been um, coaches you know, nationwide have been having Zoom calls, um, and they've been phenomenal. They have some national ones uh, through Stick and Ball TV where a 1,000 people sign up. And, you know, usually you get six or 700 that log on, and there's a, you know, a MLB or a you know, like a Vanderbilt type coach that is speaking Q and A on different topics. Last time we had a catching one uh, with the Minnesota Twins coach, which was really good. Um, and then we've just been kind of having our own, you know, little chats here and there. Northwest Ohio coaches. Um, you know, the other night we were connecting with guys from Texas and Colorado. So uh, just kind of using this time to grow our own game and and kind of learn from other coaches and uh, see what their perspective is and what works for them and. Um, it has been fun, to be honest, with the, you know not being able to be with our teams uh, to use our time to grow our grow our knowledge of the game. Such an odd thing. I talked to a handful of coaches the last week about everything going on with the way the season may or may not play out because there is, again, that possibility that 
everybody waiting for the go period, we might get to May and they might just say, no, you know, we're not, this isn't going to work. I'm hoping that's not the case. Yeah, me, me neither. Right now we have hope, which is a good thing. And that OHSA statement came out was positive. I think everybody's excited. Um, you know, ultimately, I know I think it's up to our governor of our state. Um, whether we go back to school or not will be the deciding factor if we play spring sports or not. I was joking with my wife about that, that I had seen. Uh, I have a lot of friends from other states, and I saw the other day somebody on Twitter said, oh, we're, we're done until May 1st, and I freaked out at first. And then I thought, wait, never mind. Our governor's already taken care of that. We've been done till May 1st. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he's yep. done a great job, though, of getting ahead of everybody else. I agree. He's very proactive, and I think, in the long run. Um, you know, when this is all over, it'll be a, a beneficial thing for our state. I had asked Dusty Peace, you're the coach at Miller City, about this, about there's one kind of odd thing I think about how the tournament would go you guys start your season potentially on May 9th the draw is May 17th and he responded yeah you could have a couple teams who are 0 and 2 or you could have a 5 and 1 team or a 7 and 0 team how weird would that make the tournament going into this year oh man I I'm baffled by that question because I haven't even really begun to think about that um but yeah, that that is that's a great question. I don't know. You know, you have you could have teams that just weren't getting going to begin with, and might be zero and two. It might be you know. I think it would come down to a respect thing from um, you know coaches in your sectional district draw. Um, you know, they they kind of everybody kind of knows who's got what coming back, and um, yeah, I think it would be a respect thing, and it would be a, a program. Um, I don't know, like kind of trust type thing, and. Uh, more than a more than a record type thing. Well, and because it, it's kind of an oddity, you guys you go through a very good season last year, and the run that you have, you expect to have a long tournament run. The draw comes out, you look across the bracket next to your name, you see Minster. Uh, that's that's almost like you got punished for the way things worked out. Sure, yeah, that would be one heck of a matchup in the sectional for sure. It's uh, let alone like a district matchup last year, which was. Yeah, and that's what uh, I mean. It, it was just a, such an odd thing of, wait a second. Hmm, this year, I it's such it's fascinating to me because I was thinking about the way that the, the brackets all matched up last year about, man, if, if this were to happen last year, what would have happened from the time that the tournament started to the time that it ended in June in Akron? Would we have seen the same teams? Sure, yeah, that's a great question. I, I don't know. I just... Uh... For this year, I think everyone is just would be so excited to get back and play ball, and we get who we get in the tournament, and um, eventually you got to beat, got to beat the best to be the best, and make it down to Akron. Um, so yeah, we'd be we'd be happy playing anybody. Now, I asked a couple other coaches this about league. When you get started, potentially May 9th, do you know what your schedule is going to be, or is it kind of in a flux with say the NWC games of? Those are our priority first, and then try to get in whatever we can. That's a great question. I know that our Northwest Conference athletic directors met on Zoom a couple of days ago and were discussing ideas, brainstorming. Um, I know that they've been emailing constantly back and forth. I have been emailing our AD, Mr. Gregory, just some of my ideas. Um, so there's really there's kind of two ideas I hear out there. Um, there's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the first three weeks of the schedule to get your NWC games on. Um, and then I've also been hearing another conference that is going to wait 
until after the state tournament. There's one week of baseball from June 22nd to June 27th where they're going to play a conference tournament, a quarterfinal, semifinal, and a final. Um, And I think their reasoning being uh, is they don't want their arms, you know, you show up May 4th, you play a conference game May 9th, you put put a kid on the hill, and you don't know what he's been doing the past month and a half. Um, and, you know, is his arm in shape, is it not? So uh, if they went through a, a non-conference schedule first, uh, you know, play your sectional district, regional state games, and then also mix in some non-conference in there as well at the beginning of the week. Um, and then when state's all over and you got some warm weather on June 22nd through June 27th, and, um, you know, arms are ready, and what better way to end your season than, uh, you know, with a conference tournament. So I thought that was kind of cool. Both ideas, um, I, I think, are good ideas for um, getting our conference games in, which I think are more beneficial than non-conference games. And I know that it's it's kind of different because there are a lot of coaches who maybe this year more so than the, any other year look at, all right, I want to hang banners, and I feel like the easiest way, or not, not the easiest way, but the easier of the two, I guess, is – to win our conference more so than win a state title because of so many different things that come into it. This year, maybe more than others, maybe coaches try to sell out to win a conference more than having that oddity of just letting it play out with their state chances. Yeah, I could see that. Um, go all in, go all in you know, all cards in on your conference. I could see some coaches strategizing that. I could see, I, I don't know, honestly, how like, uh, like Columbus Grove and being in two leagues, um, <laughs> what their thought is right now. Um, and, you know, go one way or go the other. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't imagine being Grove right now. That would be crazy. But, yeah, I think that's a good point, and I think that some coaches may go that route. To be fair, though, he's got he's got quite a good uh, team this year that he's going to be able to sort of strategize however he wants. Yes, he does. He's got some good arms, uh, the Schneider's kid and the Mackey kid. Um, and yeah, Coach Eric Nalton's doing a really good job over at Columbus Grove. I don't like to to prop his head up, you know, making his head too big. But he talked about we had a preseason meeting, the the PCL one, and he talked about you know last year we were blessed that we could go all right. Monday's a PCL game, we'll throw our one. Tuesday's an NWC game, we'll throw our two. But you could have easily flipped either one of those kids on how you believe one or the other was. Yeah, we saw Alex last year. And he was phenomenal. Uh, he, he pitched a very, very good game. and um, Yeah, he was a, a great pitcher for them last year. And Coming back for a senior year, I think he's going to be um, hungry to go out there and prove what, he, what he's got in the Northwest Conference. I think the problem with Grove is is that the handful of kids, I believe he's got six that play basketball, are now extremely hungry because they didn't get a resolution to their basketball season, and that might make them a little even more dangerous. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, and I my heart breaks for those kids, you know, Grove, Parkway, um, the teams that uh, got there and had that cut short. I, I could not imagine, especially the girls that were down there, um, you know, on the court warming up for their state tournament. I just I couldn't imagine. I feel very um, very, very sorry for those athletes, and like you said, yeah, those uh, basketball players that play baseball, I think they're going to be ready to get after it. Well, it's. It's kind of different, too. Uh, I realize that there's makeups during the normal tournament run, but with the the way that the tournament is set up potentially this year, if it happens, you might have, what, one tournament, one, two tournament games a week and then trying to fill in whatever other days. You know, wonder how many 
days teams can get games in this year? Yeah, I would say I would say probably comfortably one to two at the beginning of year. You know, like sectional district week, regional week, um, maybe one, two, three if you you wanted to. Um, I think two though. I think if you want a Monday, Tuesday, had a Wednesday practice day, and then had you know a, a semifinal on a Thursday, and then the final on a Saturday or whatever the, the schedule is this year. But yeah, probably one, two, maybe if you were ambitious uh, during the tournament. Well, and that's kind of an oddity, too. You talk about the schedule, that the state tournament itself is sort of a floating date right now of if Canal Park is going to be available. If not, it would have to be moved. But, I mean, that in itself is kind of a weird ending to the possibility of this weird season. Yes, it is. I know that venues play a huge piece in um, you know, this whole scheme of things. And I know there's two-year contracts and, you know, can you get a contract? Can you switch dates? Um, yeah, so I, I cannot imagine uh, what Jerry Snodgrass and his team has went through. Um, but I will say they've done a phenomenal job, um, you know, keeping hope alive, not, you know, canceling like some of our surrounding states uh, and giving us a chance. And he, Jerry, I cannot say enough about Jerry Snodgrass. He is, he is a blessing to Ohio sports. I've said that to him on the show multiple times in the last couple of months, and I like to joke with him about how he takes Twitter heat about as well as anybody. But that's what I think is so great is he's completely transparent, and you can come at him with anything, and he'll give you, no matter how insane your inquiry is, a logical response. Yeah, Jerry does his job very well, and he knows that he cannot please everyone, but he is going to do it to the best interest high school kids in Ohio and um, that's what I love about Jerry what's uh what do you look forward to if you're able to get this season going I mean I mean obviously the league games it kind of just being back out there with the kids yeah I am I am so ready to get back with the kids and like I can't even imagine what that first practice is going to be like uh, you know energy wise excitement wise um yeah, I, I'm so excited for that. First and foremost, before any games, I'm just ready to get back with our kids and our coaching staff. Our coaching staff, uh, you know, we're such a tight knit group. Us four at the high school level, uh, Coach Meyer, Coach Stecholdy, and Coach Geisler, uh, they do a phenomenal job. And I just miss being around everybody every single day, and um, that's what I look forward to the most. I I always love because I look at, at guys like you and the fact that you're like me and you see a little bit of everything with your background, Ayersville with Defiance, now Lincoln View, it kind of, you've gotten to see all the, I don't want to say, I guess, golden periods and all the, the great teams around the area. And you probably know, I mean, we're blessed to have so much great baseball talent. We are. Uh, Northwest Ohio is a, a special place for, for high school baseball. Um, you mentioned, you know, Ayersville, where I, where I grew up. I got to play my freshman year under Coach Leininger, who's a Hall of Famer. After college, I was fortunate enough to get a job at Defiance High School for two years and learn under Coach Held, who's a Hall of Famer. And um, Yeah, Northwest Ohio has a lot of baseball talent, a lot of great coaches that are willing to share information to make your programs better, make baseball better here in, in our area. So it is a special place. Do you have a place, uh, either when you guys go to get on the bus or you, you've got someone coming in where you just kind of look at it and say, Yay, I love playing them because of the challenge or whatever, or uh, I don't like playing them so much. 
Um, obviously Crestview. Uh, we, we love playing our rival Crestview, whether it's home or away. Um, that's always uh, a very exciting, um, you know, bus ride or if it's, if it's a home game, it's very exciting. Um, love going to Parkway. Coach Luke Klaus does a great job over there and he always makes us feel welcome and always has a very uh, competitive team. Um, I love going to LCC and Coach John Snyder's. Uh, it seems like we always have good games and um, he's just a good guy. I would say uh, I would say those three are games that we look forward to on our schedule. There are uh, there are a lot of places like that. I know Nate and I have talked about. I haven't gotten to do a game at Lincoln View yet. I was looking forward to that this year. Who knows what that means? But uh, I know he enjoyed it last year when he was able to do it, and I was enjoying uh, the possibility of being able to see you guys a handful of times. But again, I mean, who knows? You look at the schedule and go, "Yeah, we'll pick this date. Will it be that game?" I can't. I can't wait to see these new schedules. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, we can't wait to get back out there and play. Um, and yeah, if you guys are want to come over anytime, we got a warm press box. If it's cold out, like today, yeah, we'd love to have you guys. Yeah, <laughs> no. it looks nice out. It's it nice. does. It is chilly. What uh, I asked every coach this: What have you been reading, or a book that you would recommend for people during their downtime? Man, I'm probably the unpopular opinion here, but I'm just, I'm not much of a reader. Um, you and Chris Sauter. I, Chris Sauter, yeah. I, uh, I love the Zoom calls. I love the interactions with other coaches and just kind of getting ideas, getting philosophies. I was on a Zoom call the other night with Bill Gamble from Maslin um, Jackson. Yeah, amazing coach. Oh, wow. Amazing facilities, amazing program, a couple state titles recently. Man, I just I picked up like five things from that Zoom call from him. I'm like, we're using this. We are incorporating this in our program. This is gold. Um, and yeah, just I, I'm more of, I guess, that interaction with coaches to uh, learn and grow rather than um, books. I do like podcasts. I like I like the Stick and Ball TV podcast that Jeremy Sheetinger puts out. Um, I like uh, Ahead of the Curve. Um, that's another podcast, baseball podcast that I listen to, but. Not much of a book reader. Hey, everyone learns in a different way. That's that's sure. why I'm trying to do this podcast is try to share different things with different people. Yep, absolutely. But uh, I I look forward to hopefully seeing your team on the the field the later part of this spring. Me too, Mike. Um, I, I hope we can get back out there. Um, like I said, there's a lot of hope right now uh, in Ohio for high school sports, and uh, I hope that we get to play those out, play those hopes out. Thank you so much for doing this. Good luck to you guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Mike. I appreciate it. That's a little bit about Lincoln View Baseball with head coach Eric Fishball here on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Hopefully you learned something from those two just terrific interviews in Doug and Eric, and uh, big thanks to those guys. For doing that, being a part of this week's show as well. Kind of looking back at uh, old games with Doug, and I love being able to look at those OG games. I was there for a number of the games that he was talking about, and there are so many, so many great games over the years, and I love being able to look back uh, with coaches and players and kind of get 
kind of an insight on what they thought about those games from the other side. I remember sitting courtside for a lot of those games that uh, Doug was talking about and reminiscing about it. And it's funny because the more that uh, he and I have talked over the years, I realize we have sort of similar career trajectories, both starting play-by-play around 25, a lot of OG stuff, and, and just kind of trying to to make it as fun and, and as good to listen to as possible. Hopefully, we've been able to pull that off over the year. But best of luck to Doug and everything that he's got going on. It's it's a lot. Uh, you heard about that a little bit, and I talked to him uh, kind of behind the scenes about stuff about that, and it's Oh, it's a lot of a lot of things, a lot of irons he's got in that fire, as they go to say. But uh, big thanks to he and Eric for being a part of the show, and I hope that you have enjoyed it as well. We've got more next week as we get closer to decision day of May 1st and exactly what that means for the spring sports season. I would love to get a track coach on this show as well. If you are or no one that would like to be on the show, you can email me. It's... Uh, mhern3 at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter as well, at Michael Hearn PVP. And uh, I just kind of want to see how, how the uh, offseason is going. Hopefully, you have uh, stayed amused. If not, I recommend the Big Show Show on Netflix. Watched it, absolutely adored it. Or the Shack Life that just started on TNT. <laughs> absolutely hilarious. When uh, Shaq goes through his whole life, it's narrated by Sam Jackson. And Snoop makes appearances because why wouldn't he? He's Snoop Dogg. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.